we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring so you guys around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hot and Bravo podcast on the Buttered Pot Network. My name is Eddie Estrada. I'm here with my co-host, Armin. Arms, what's up? Nothing much. I miss you here in studio. It's great to have you back. I know. I'm so glad to be back. I'm finally done with Coachella. I did not see any of the housewives there, sadly. I did see Kim Richards' daughter, Kimberly, though, and she looked like a literal brass doll. It was, well, I was like, okay, I was super drunk, <laughs> and I saw this girl, and I was like, how how do I know this girl? And it was because it was, and I was like, oh my God, it's Alexia. Like Kyle's daughter. If anybody ever questioned your Bravo loyalty and fandom, this is the proof right here that you are a huge fan. The fact that you recognized Kim's daughter. Kimberly. I mean, how could you not remember Kimberly? Like when there was, I think it was, she was the one that went to prom when Kim's like making that really crazy salad. And she's like literally going insane. And you're like, this woman is on so many drugs right now. And she like, I can't picture her though. You can't. Oh my God. I literally saw her and I was like, Oh my God, I know this, but I was so drunk that I couldn't remember whose daughter it was. And I was like, Alexia is it Alexia I haven't seen her in a while and I then I like googled her and I was like that's not Alexia and I was like she's one of the she's one of the sister's daughters and then I was like I'm just gonna google Kim Richards kids and Kimberly came up and I was like that's her but by the time I realized who it was she was gone oh sorry that was a really long story about me at Coachella close call you're almost there I know I should have I should have really just been like hey do you want like the rest of my pizza (laughs) or your RHOBH merch? I didn't bring it that day. I wore it the first day and then I wore it the second day. By the way, guys, we're talking about Beverly Hills today. That's why I went on this little tangent. <laughs> um, and I speaking of merch, if you guys don't know, on our website, butteredpop.com slash merch, we have a morally corrupt hat. And I wore it on Friday at Coachella and I brought it with me on Sunday as well. I didn't have it with me on Saturday because it didn't go with the fit. So I, I didn't bring it. And you don't need to be Faye Resnick to wear it. You don't need to be Faye Resnick. It says morally corrupt. It, I really felt it. I was rocking it. It's pink. It's super cool. I also rocked our all about the pasta hat on Sunday. Because we're black. all about the pasta. I'm here. all about the pasta. So It's not not about the pasta. It's all about the pasta. All about the pasta. It saved my, it saved my head after um, I poured wine on myself. <laughs> I did it for the gram. That was iconic. It honestly was so sticky and gross. I'm sure. But when a photographer wants you to do something, you do what the photographer says. I had my own like America's Next Top Model moment where like it really was like if you guys don't remember, there's like episodes where they're like in the shower and it's like freezing cold and they have to like hold the poses or like say do a commercial. That's exactly what I channeled like when I did the, the picture. I was like, okay, Tyra would be so mad if I pour this wine on the head. I have one shot. Oh, Modeling can be grueling. It was really tough being a model. You see the photo that comes out and it looks glamorous, but then you oftentimes, see the video yeah, the the BTS so oftentimes can highlight how grueling the process can be. Like you said, the conditions. Sometimes it could be weather, or in your case, wine. 
It was wine. If you want to see the photo, you can also red wine at that. So that shirt's ruined. Yeah, I mean, I'll just buy another one. <laughs> the girl who I got it from was from Germany. She hand delivered it to me in Beverly Hills because I'm such a Beverly Hills housewife. The fact that you ruined a hand delivered shirt from Berlin. She loved it. She reposted it. She thought it was fantastic. I gave her the pictures. So she's gonna have to fly back to Berlin, pick it up from the store. No, I'm not gonna. I mean, I she'll ship it to me this time. I just got it hand delivered because she was also at Coachella. <laughs> Um, I still don't even know the full backstory behind this whole hand delivery thing. Oh, I'm a Beverly Hills housewife. It's as simple as that. Or future. Future. All right, you, should okay, you should so be. Okay, so let's get to the episode. Let's get to the episode. We're ta- dilly dallying. I'm talking about myself too much. I want to start with Aaron and Denise's workout. Oh my God, love. There are many things to love about it. Um, but we learned a little bit about Aaron and Denise's routine. Denise said that every single day, they wake up, they have sex, and they go work out. Eddie. Oh, God. What are you going to ask me? Well, I want to ask you if you like this routine, if you would ascribe to this routine <laughs> if you had a significant other. This is TMI. IDK. Is it TMI? I am no Denise Richards. I am not going to say what I do or what I do not do before the gym. <laughs> I will go to the gym every day, though, in the morning. I like going to the gym in the morning. I will say that. It gets you started for the day. It gets you energized. It's, yeah. It's, you don't like the two-a-days, though, huh? What do you mean? Remember, then he said, well, we basically have two workouts a day. Oh, God. There's the first workout, and then there's the second one. First one's at home, in the bedroom. Second one's at the gym. I mean... I kind of like this routine. I will not say or say. <laughs> I will not, not not say or I will say. I don't know. Just know I like to work out. I yeah. can never get enough workouts in. And but I do like thing? working out in the morning. <laughs> um, I usually just have like a little coffee before I go to work out. But, you know, to each okay. their own. So for you, it's coffee <gasps> and a workout. Potato, potato. Potato, potato. Same tomato, thing. tomato. They're, they're still, you know, they're freshly married. They got to bang it out sometime. That's true. So kudos to them. They, they seem to be living their best life. They are. And honestly, Denise... And her man, Aaron, look great in the gym. Like, let's be real. They looked incredible. Speaking of who isn't living their best life, though, Lisa Vanderpump. Things are rough for Lisa, although she seems to be handling it okay. um, But she has basically um, taken herself out of the whole group. But she is latching on to Denise, seemingly. So she takes Denise out for lunch to Villa Blanca. And that was actually a lunch date that they had worked out at Lisa's birthday party. Denise was, of course, the only person to go to Lisa's uh, birthday party. And Lisa was late, which is why they had to do this lunch, because Lisa has, you know, no concept of time. And they have this whole conversation about Lisa standing in the group. And Denise tries to emphasize that the group still loves her. And they just need to work things out. And Denise is trying to implore Lisa to just open the lines of communication because at this point Lisa's just cutting herself off entirely except for with Denise do you think that there's any chance that Denise can get through to Lisa I mean I guess so much has been spoiled about this season which is a problem um but Denise in my opinion is giving great advice to Lisa Vanderpump I agree but I don't think I think Lisa does not care about these women enough to make that effort Mm. I think she is really just like, okay, she can't control anyone in the cast. She doesn't have, 
She doesn't have an, her little army. You know, she always has like at least one or two people on her side. She has no one on her side. And that's uncharted territory for her. And honestly, that's scary. A lot of people can do it. A lot of people can hold their own. We see Beth have this happen to Bethany. We've seen it happen to Vicky. We've seen it happen to, you know, uh, Nini. And these women can't handle it. Like they, they're able to step up to the plate and be like, you know what? I'm the villain. I guess I'm the dog on villain this season. I'm going to own mm-hmm. it. I'm going to live it. Lisa Vanderpump is so worried about tainting her image that she has, that she's not even going to like give any thought to the idea. And like I, like I said before, I am a fan of Vanderpump. I'm not a fan of LVP because right now I really don't like the behavior she's exhibiting. A lot of other women on other shows have been through very, very similar experiences in, we did a housewives history on Vicky yeah. On the season where, was it, was it season five of OC? Season 10. Season 10. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Me, I'm like season five, season 10. <laughs> Just cut it in half. Just forget what we did. Um, <laughs> but that season, not only do we see Vicky's, Vicky get news of her mother dying on camera. Yeah. Not only do we see that, and she's dealing with that, we also see all the women against her for the Brooks scandal. Right. Which she may or may not have been a part of. Which she was a part of. And honestly... That is like, I mean, it's a very similar to the situation that LVP is going through right now where she has lost someone very close to her. Yeah. And she's also being ganged up on by the other woman because of something she may or may not have involvement in that she has involvement in. <laughs> so it's just like, it's just me. Everyone does handle grief differently. I understand. I completely understand. I'm just saying, I think, um, I think it's very interesting to see how these two women navigate this almost a similar almost a similar storyline, and it makes me really disappointed not to see LVP stand up to the plate and put her all onto it and back out and kind of bow out. And I, because you know, it's disappointing because if she would have, if she was done after the season, it was because she had, you know, a terrible season and she was ganged up on, but she still stuck it out and went through it, and you know, handled it with grace. I would have mad respect for her. I'd be like, LVP, kudos to you. At least she went out trying. At least she went out trying. I just feel like she's given up and that's why I'm mad. And I think that's really why the other women are mad too. And why they're, you know, continuing to be against her. It's because, you know what? Like, yeah, sometimes shit happens and you have a shitty season and everyone hates you, but like, do your job, come up. Like at the end of the day, like Denise said, all the women are willing to forgive her and move forward from this, but they just want her to basically they, they wanted her to step up. They didn't want her to fold. And at this point it's disappointing. That's all I can say. I feel, I just feel disappointed. Like they possibly could have moved forward without a Lisa Vanderpump apology, but at least have like a confrontation to then come to a point where you can say, agree to disagree. Yeah. And they can move forward to the next feud. Right. Exactly. That could have happened. We've seen that happen before. Multiple times. And Honestly, that just happened in New York. Honestly, I think I think why Lisa is so nervous about having involvement in this is because it would if she admits to this, then it's all the other rumors are true, probably. And then it has like this blemish on her image. And it's like, dude, we already know this is up. We still love you. We still support you. I'm still going to go to Tom, Tom, Vanderpump, Vanderpump Garden and pump, (laughs) sir. But. I mean, it's just yeah, I just I expected more out of her and I really do feel like. And I know everyone handles grief differently. And one of the things is like, it was just so hard to film with my, you know, with the, the death in her family, but 
she filmed Vanderpump Rules. She's been on every episode of that, which I know it's different circumstances because it's not all these women ganging up on her. But then she also filmed like a master chef with her dog and her daughter. And it's not like she wasn't like, you know what I mean? Like she was still a very public person. I just feel like she didn't know how to handle this situation because she's never been in this situation before. And instead of participating, she backed out. And that's where, that's where I'm upset. And I guess that's kind of why I'm anti LVP this season. Not because I think she's a terrible person. I don't, I'm, I, you know, I think, Dorit did something completely wrong in this situation. I think Dorit's at fault and I think Teddy's at fault, but I also think Lisa's at fault. And I, I just want Lisa to own it. I, do you think she's going to come to the reunion? I don't know. I don't think she's going to. I can see it going both ways. I know that's a lame answer. I can see her just not showing up, but I can also see an epic, epic appearance. You want to know why I feel like she won't be there or I feel like it would be stupid if she went. She's not watching the show and you cannot go to reunion completely blank slate not watching the show Eddie, she can binge watch she could even be lying about the fact that she's not watching too I would mean, you be shocked if she was lying no but i think i think if she did watch the show and came to the reunion and was like oh i watched i'd be like okay so did you like i want her to be like i binge watch i don't want her to be like oh i've been watching all season because that just cements more in the fact that she is a liar okay like, that's well that's that a that's a minor issue that we'll see if we have to come across. But I don't don't think she's going to be there for that reason. And she's writing these blogs out of nowhere. (laughs) Okay. I I get, I get it. But like, Oh my God, it just is like, I don't want to listen to like, I want you to watch the episode and respond to the episode. I don't want you to just imagine what they're talking about and rely on the same like stories or just throw random stories out there that you think would fit. Like, well, we'll have to see. Um, but yeah, we need to move on from LVP because I can't keep, bitching about her for like three hours like real quick do. though i do want to say and i know i've told you this before eddie yeah but i'm having a hard time reconciling her actions this season and her actions in previous seasons in which she has been the villain right you mm-hmm. listed off all those housewives who have embraced being the villain yeah and not that lisa has ever embraced it um you're right about that at least but she did handle her business in season four and season six what mm-hmm. is different this season? I still can't reconcile that. Yeah. And we've theorized that maybe it's the grief combined with opening up two restaurants. Yeah, she's had a lot going on. Maybe it's that. Or maybe it's something else. I don't know. But it's kind of bizarre. And back to my original point about this whole lunch, we often talk about the second screening element of Bravo TV. And how so much of at least the end game is spoiled, right? Like whether it's a breakup or an engagement or a a wedding actually having gone through and not someone being left at the aisle, whatever it is. We see a lot of facts confirmed on social media. Yeah. Or in the tabloids. And we watch the shows for the journey. Mm Mm-hmm. But, and I know we've talked about this before, but I still find this conversation fascinating. Sometimes I feel like knowing the outcome influences the viewing of the show. Yeah. And in this case, this Denise Lisa lunch could have been super compelling because the way the whole back and forth went, yeah. especially when at one point Lisa says, well, I don't want you to get in trouble for defending me or something and, like that. And 
Denise responds, oh, I'm not defending you. Right. Gold. Brilliant. Yeah. All of that's great. It could, but to me, it was less compelling knowing that she doesn't Denise didn't get anywhere and, and yeah. Lisa doesn't It come doesn't back. work. Yeah. Because the whole point of it was Denise trying to implore Lisa to engage, saying, come on, just talk with us at and least. And you know the producer You don't need to admit you're up. wrong. Right. But... I don't know. I just wanted to throw that out there because to me it just it was a little less compelling. Still compelling. But le- it didn't, it didn't have, have as same, much luster. Yeah, it didn't have the same impact that it could have. Yeah, and I kind of wish I didn't know that Lisa stops filming with the rest of the cast. Yeah. Because then I'd be wondering week to week, oh, is she going to rejoin? Is she going to rejoin? Anyway, let's move on uh, to Boy George's concert. <laughs> this was kind this of out of nowhere. still throwing them all out there. Um, Dorit's BFF, of course, Boy George was performing at the Greek Theater. So they get like the super VIP experience. They even get to meet uh, Billy Idol. And everyone's there except for Denise and Lisa. Denise is chilling at home with her man, probably working out and having sex. (laughs) That's all she does. That's all she does. And uh, Lisa, of course, is not talking to anyone. And they are having a great time. Margarita Kyle comes out. Oh, we love Margarita Kyle. You know who else was there? Eddie Estrada. Oh, wait, that was Lisa Rinna. Sorry, I can't tell the difference between the two. Honestly, I love that. Thank can, you. Can Thank I just so say, much. when Lisa Rinna was dancing, I, I straight up uttered, oh my God, that's Eddie. You guys have very similar dance moves. Thank you. I appreciate that. Maybe maybe one time for like YouTube or for Facebook, I actually have the Lisa Rinna workout DVD. How fun would it be to do like a live workout with me and as Lisa Renna doing the workout DVD? I would pay for that. Pay we'll, do it for, we'll do it for free. <laughs> but they were having a great time. And they even were. at one point, I think Camille says to Renna, like, oh, everyone is so happy with each other. And Renna says, I'm just waiting for the other shooter. Yeah, Renna knows like this happiness can't last forever. Something always has to happen, right? You can and never have a perfect night. And it does. So backstage after the show, Kyle is expressing her fear about being on stage and being vulnerable to attack. Yeah. And boy, George is saying he can't think about that. The other ladies are saying, oh, no, you you can't have that fear to go up there. Yeah. You've got to be in the moment perform. And then PK sneaks in a little comment and he says, maybe you have issues. You're not even talking to your best friend. And that ignites Kyle. She's super pissed. And before we get to the ensuing arguments, um, because this kind of like snowballs into a greater avalanche. Yeah. Where it's like, then it's like Dorit and Kyle and Dorit and Teddy. What do you think about PK's comment? He was drunk probably and was just like, you know him, he loves to get his... uh, Diamond, like he wants to be his own housewife. I, you know, I have my feelings about PK. I've Don't heard, get into I've, women's business. I've heard he's actually a really stand-up guy. That he's actually really great to be around. But like, right. honestly, he, he is fighting with the wrong people. Like, fight that casino that's stealing all your money and garnishing your paychecks. Please do not fight <laughs> with Kyle Richards. She does not need it. She has enough people she's got to fend off, including her former best friend. Right. I think that. PK should have read the room better and also should... Does PK ever read the room ever? <sighs> Doesn't look like it. And he, sh- he should also know the recipient of the comment. And I think in yeah. this case, we all know that Kyle is pretty sensitive. And, yeah. And, and she can be a little insecure. 
And this doesn't play well to her ever. I, I don't think she's the kind of person who could do a bit, especially if the bit may be at her expense. Yeah. Right? Like this kind of comment, there are some people in my life who could make this kind of comment to me and we would just riff onto, onto a bit. Yeah, we would like crack up and just kind of go back and forth with each other. Like, I feel like you could say this to me and be right. like, okay, bitch, like, let's yeah. talk about this. You'd be like, I'm not even talking to anyone, like, let alone yeah. my best friend. We, we would play off of it. Yeah. You could get self deprecating or whatever. And when PK says it's British humor, my gripe about that is just that that's not even British humor necessarily. No, he's that's, just being mean. He's, I don't or even know he's, if he's being mean. It's not mean. Maybe it's not mean. Maybe he's just be, he's being snarky. And that's not yeah. British humor. Like I don't, I don't know British humor, but all I know what British humor is is like Lisa Vanderpump is just allowed to like talk shit about you and then be like, "Oh, it's British humor, honey." I just don't think it's exclusively British. <laughs> British accent was so bad right there. British humor, honey. Like, you- like a nineteen fifties crooner. How you in the back? You're gonna be a star, baby, a star. Remember, we were planning on doing a dramatic reading of different famous scenes with you leading the way. That's my opinion. <laughs> I could do them all. Do Pinot Grigio. I don't know what I did to you, but you can get me a Pinot Grigio. <laughs> like, I could literally do this for days. It's like my favorite thing to do. I kind of want to just like end this podcast and switch over to you. Switch over. Doing renditions of iconic Housewives lines. Um, Not as iconic as our theme song that you made, though, which is oh, amazing. Thank you very much. Uh, but back to the PK thing. It was somewhat in poor taste. I think there are some people he could have said that to and they would have had a hearty laugh about it. Yeah. That's kind of my take. I, I, I also agree with PK in the sense that it was a joke. I don't think it's the best joke. I don't I mean, think it's I'm, particularly funny. I thought it was funny. snarky. I thought it was a bitchy comment. I would I would have been like, if coming from him, I would have been like, okay. Like, I, I think it's the, I think you're right. It's the person he delivered it to. Yeah. Because, I mean, if he would have done it to me, I would have been like, mm-hmm, okay, let's... Let's get down to business and defeat the Huns. Kyle, hun, I'm coming for you. Well. Kyle kind of blew it out of proportion too. I mean, Margarita Kyle was out. True, 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 true. But they were hopped up on. They were hopped up on the tequilas. She wanted to be dancing, not fighting. Exactly. I'm a dancer, not a fighter. As well. Are we human? Or are we dancer? I'm dancer. <laughs> um, this leads to Dorit trying to fix the situation with Kyle, um, expressing that. PK said something stupid, but he didn't have malicious intent, which I think we can agree on. Yeah. And I think that was like a good thing of Dorit to come say. Like she was like, yeah, my husband was an idiot, but like he didn't mean to be an idiot. But Teddy wants to smoke. She doesn't want this to end right here. She starts interrupting and and saying, well, this was fucked up or whatever. And Dorit snaps at Teddy, which by the way who didn't see that coming. I mean, these two were definitely going to get volatile at some point. Do you think that Teddy and Dorit's relationship is going to de- deteriorate from here? No, I think they're going to fight and they're going to get back together. Like, I I do not think it's going to be the end all. Their kids are friends. At the, po- at the end of the day, they're going to have to get along if their kids are going to be playing together. What did you think about the revelation that PK and Ken are talking again? I mean, I kind of figured that was going to happen because the fight's not between the ladies, the fight's between the men. I don't think Mauricio and Ken are talking because I don't think they're that close. But I mean, PK and Ken were in business together. They probably have, a, they obviously have a very long standing relationship. They've known each other for years. Right. Their, their wives' fight is not their fight at the end of the day. I mean, I know people, you know, that like 
my friends have gotten into fights with, but I haven't gotten into fights with. So I'm still going to remain friends with them because our relationship's not going to change just because you're fighting. You know what I mean? People That's that funny were very because close. you ask me to drop people for you. Yeah. And I do it. Well, I, you know, there's some, there's different circumstances. That's true. Every the, circumstance. Every is cir- I don't do it for everyone. Some people, if they tell me to drop, they're dropped. Like, I mean, I have friends, exes that are still trying to be friends with me. And I was like, I'm sorry, but like you're blocked. That's true. But I mean, there's some people that my relationship with them has been so long withstanding prior to anything before the relationship that I had with other people that I can't drop that person because I'm too close to them. Right. Right. And in this case, PK and Ken have been friends for like decades, right? Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's too hard. It's like, you know, it's like if you asked me to stop being friends with like Ryan Alcar, I'd be like, mm, I'm sorry. I can't, I really can't do that. Like, I need you to stop being friends with Ryan Alcar. I mean, it's not going to happen. Like, <laughs> I've literally known him for years, like for a, almost a decade. Um, Back to the Teddy thing. So you think it's no big deal? I mean, I feel like their relationship is still in its infancy. So there's fragility there. Like this could to me maybe fracture it again. I mean, it they were enemies up until this point. They've been friends for what? Four episodes? <laughs> yeah, I don't I I think I think the tide's turning. Mhm. In regards to, I think all these ladies are kind of going to be on each other's side, except, I, I don't know. I I feel like the cast has really come together against Lisa Vanderpump, and I feel like that's going to stick. I don't think... Interesting. I feel like new feuds are going to form I think it's with gonna, Lisa out of the way. I think Camille is going to start a lot of fights, and I mean maybe they're going to do it. Maybe they're going to be fighting, but honestly, I, I see a future for these two for some, I have this feeling. I don't know what it is. I just have this feeling. So you think it's all going to be, I think we'll all be fine toward the end of the season. I think reunion, they're going to be fine. Wow. Okay. We'll see what happens. And if you guys don't want to miss a single recap, make sure you guys are subscribed to us. SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes. Um, find our merch on butterpop.com slash merch. If you want to get that morally corrupt hat, you guys can follow us on Twitter and Instagram by searching hot and bravoed, H-O-T and B-R-A-V-O-D. I'm at Eddie underscore Strada Armin. You can follow me at Armin Mahram on Twitter and Instagram. And we'll see you guys next time. Adios. <laughs>